0: Hello everyone, Angela Pate here and welcome to the Women's Utilities Network One For All podcast. Our corner of the world where we will be talking all things utilities, careers and everything in between. Equipping you with the knowledge and skills you need to build a long and lasting career. Enjoy! Enjoy! So hello and welcome everyone. Um, Today we're discussing um, the latest McKinsey report on women in the workplace. This is a really comprehensive um, study uh, conducted in America across thousands of organisations who employ millions of um, people and there's some Absolutely key insights um, that come from this study on the experience of women in the workplace. Um, but before we get into the detail, first let me introduce myself. My name's Rebecca Sedler. I'm commercial director at National Grid and a co-founder of One. And let me introduce my co-founders who are here with me to discuss this study. Um, Haley, can I start with you, please?
1: Hi, yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. My name's is um, Hayley Monks. I'm the Managing Director of the Utilities Sector at Gabyon Partners and co-founder at One. Thanks, Hayley. Uh, Angie?
2: Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm a Strategy Director at Caden and, uh, yes, responsible for all things hydrogen right now. Thank you. And Jo?
3: Oh, hi, everyone. Um, Joe Butlin here. Um, I'm now a uh, consultant and self-employed, self, self employed, um, but have a sort of portfolio of direct ships, non-direct ships, and um, also ESO panel uh, chair as well. So a real mixture, but a long time in energy. <laughs> <sighs>
0: And have to say, it's a real pleasure because this is the first time us founders have got together to discuss um, some of the key issues that are core to our purpose at one. So really looking forward to uh, hearing your opinions on this particular study and and insights. So... um, I briefly introduce what the study is. I mean, I I fell upon it, I think, about 2016, which was either its introductory year or um, uh, second year of operation. And I just, I can remember kind of flicking through it and thinking how important this was. And it it was important because of the huge scope, because of the data, and because of the... um, Woeful statistics, despite the, you know, the DI ambitions, despite the good intentions, despite the many pledges that corporate America, in the same way that we, we have in the UK, makes the fact that at every level in the workplace, um, women are constrained or indeed dropping out and over the years the uh, women in the workplace study has provided deeper and deeper insights and the last study in fact goes really you know provides some great kind of intersectional insights into how um Females of different heritage, females with disabilities, females at certain ages, et cetera, et cetera. The the experiences they have and indeed the data on their progression in the workplace uh, compared to male colleagues. Particularly in focus this time round was, of course, the fallout from COVID and the impacts that has had on women in the workplace, which I'm sure uh, this group here can all uh, uh, relate to. (laughs) <laughs> but um first let me just throw open a question I mean w- Hayley you, you I, I can remember sending this over to you and you coming back going oh my goodness you know this is really really hit a chord with me can you tell me what you uh what you kind of took from first reading this
1: um yeah I mean there was there was tons of elements in there that resonated um and I think it's a it's a fantastic piece of, of research. I think the one thing that linked, you know, sort of connected me straight away and linked with one was the theory about the broken rung. I think that really um, that really stuck out because we're, we're always talking or the media's always talking about guessing 30 percent in the boardroom or getting more women into senior roles. But we've got to have a pipeline of women coming through to obviously fulfil those roles. And and my experience recently of recruiting, you know, I'm probably getting one female for every 10 male applicants. And part of me is, is that because women don't feel confident to apply for that role? Or have we not just got enough women in the pipeline at that level to apply apply for a role? and so that really stood out because i think that's what that's one of the things we're trying to do with one is to retain women in the sector particularly in their in their 30s where they're looking maybe to to leave and do something else um yes that that really in terms of you know resonated with me and thinking that what we're doing and what we could do something about was that theory i i agree i mean that
3: that that uh Missing rung piece was the key takeout for me as well, and I think it was. I was probably asking the same questions you were, Haley. Actually, it was around: is it because people aren't being promoted because they're being excluded, or is it they are self-excluding through lack of confidence or imposter syndrome or all the things we've talked about at one? Um, and and I'm I was sort of slightly conflicted in my answer, and probably the answer was both. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. That's that's where the real issue is. Is in that sort of early progression, early career progression, and and getting up, so you can't even get get into the realms of the potential for the for the thirty uh, percent club.
2: There were some good stats as well in the report on this sort of broken rung, wasn't there? So it said something like, for every hundred men promoted at that sort of middle level, only eighty six women are promoted. And I've got I've got a feeling that it's probably much worse than that in the energy sector. Yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> Which is, you know, is is a is a bit of a problem, um, and something that we do have to sort of keep pushing on. Obviously, the focus of one is on making sure that that pipeline is as buoyant as it needs to be. Um, but the, as you said, there's some brilliant phrases in this document that I really can understand. So there's quite a lot about the impact of COVID and how women just care for people and the support that we as managers give our teams is. It's Probably a bit unrecognized, yeah. Um, yeah. and there was also some really good words for how I felt. Like the, onlys. the I was only, the like, only, oh my gosh, the I've onlys. been an only, I've been an only most
3: of my life. And then there's double only, where you're where you're the only woman, and you're the only one of a woman of race or disability or or whatever it might be. And, and you just think, gosh, double only, that's just even worse. And, you know, it, it's really tough. Really tough, but I think it's it's a good language, as you say, it's good words, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So how, how what one of the themes that really resonated and that we, you know, often hear reported, but I don't really think we have, um, I've seen many solutions on is about the unpaid work that women do. So the fact that, you know, uh, women, I think the stat even in the UK is do something like one over an hour, so that we're close to two hours or additional work, if you include the domestic work that or caring work that females do on average compared to men and the impact that this has had on women just feeling burnt out out. because of the pandemic with the burden of caring and homeschooling uh, more time in the home etc and you know how how do we think this uh, you know domestic responsibility will be shared more evenly in the future because it seems to me as one of the as as one of the barriers to to women progressing to gender pay equality in the future
3: i completely agree and i think it's one of the issues. it is one of the silent issues i think um and and you you can almost look across at at, at senior women in, in any organization and you know you can go back to Cheryl Sandberg and people, they nearly always have a supportive partner um, who who is taking some of that load, some of that domestic load off them. And, and I do think it's it's a real issue. And I think again, you know, crossing that through into different cultures and different ways of operating, you know, it, it's more extreme in some cultures even than than others. And I think I think it you're absolutely right, it's a hidden barrier. That isn't talked about
2: I, mean, yeah, I would agree I mean, with that and you know sorry even organizations that are doing something on that and there's quite a lot of change the pandemic's really actually it's been really positive from a flexible working point of view and uh and things are improving they definitely are but if you're in a home where you've got two yeah. workers and and a few kids it is stressful right and managing and juggling all those responsibilities i mean i'm lucky right? i am in a situation where i have quite a lot of support when it comes to things like that but i still want to spend time with my kids you know i still want to um you know make sure that we're there and actually we shouldn't expect people to be doing extra hours you know after you put the kids to bed to make sure that you're just keeping your head above the water um so i think you know organizations have a duty to look after people from that respect
1: and does that, com- there's sort of extra time as well, because the, the other thing that came out is that when women tend to spend more time on, um, you know, equality, diversity and promoting those things. I mean, look at us. All four of us give our time to help champion the cause of, of women on top of our day jobs. We're trying to make a difference. And women generally are the ones that are um, forging the way or, you know, investing time in in doing that kind of thing. I speak to, you know, so many women that are connected with one that have set up their own women's networks within their organizations. And a lot of them are doing that in their own time. Or um it's certainly an additional responsibility that maybe in some cases is recognised, um, but in in lots of other cases not. Um so I think it's adding to that, because it'd be so easy, wouldn't it, to say, well it's not really my problem. Yeah. You
3: know, and I, and i think um, that i think that aspect is often appreciated but not recognized if, if if that makes sense so it's it's almost a well done but you know keep doing everything else as well please
2: what what, um, what does recognition look like though and, that, and again that's one of those interesting challenges isn't it is that oh is recognition sort of make it an official part of your job is it more pay is it other resources is it all of those things yeah <laughs> lots above, of different things yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. But I think the quite
3: interesting, I mean, when I was reading it, I was almost pulling the threads together in terms of burnt out, mm. the only, um, and that sort of additional domestic burden. And, and you sort of think, well, actually, those three are very closely linked because if you're the only person, if you're the only whatever it is in a room, that's quite exhausting. And if you've got the additional domestic burden that's quite exhausting, and so it's it shouldn't be a huge surprise that we are seeing you know people going, Do you know what I've had enough. Um, but There was something I read yesterday actually about something like six hundred thousand more over fifty year olds have retired in the last year than than prior to the pandemic. Um, so it's it's really having a big impact everywhere, and and the majority of those are women. It's curious, isn't it? How- yeah, I think you know there's, there's been.
1: Sorry, Rebecca, you
0: carry on. Sorry. (laughs) I think, let me just, I can't remember what I was going to say now. I think that, I think that there are also opportunities coming from the pandemic, though, because Probably one of the most lasting legacies will be the huge uptake of flexible working, right? Of hybrid ways of working and just generally more flexible working. And undoubtedly, this opens up more career avenues to females. And I've already seen it, uh, you know, open up roles that females in our sector wouldn't otherwise gone for. I mean, do you think this should give us some optimism and hope for the future? Yes. (laughs)
3: you've always got to be hopeful haven't you and optimistic i think as well geographically it gives more more opportunity that if you don't have to travel every day somewhere wherever it might be then actually that that opens up different job opportunities as well and for some women it it, it's often easier to say well actually i'm going to be away for three nights or two nights or whatever and completely out of domestic environment but then I will be back in fully once I'm back and I think even that ability to separate
1: is really important and will help. Yeah I think that it creates a flexibility but where you need um, boundaries, balance and control. So if I can work from home and not commute that saves me time and therefore, that should mean that I can do the things that I want to do with, with my family or in the home. But with with the working from home, the days have got blurred and the boundaries got blurred. And I think that's where some of the burnout comes from. Because where, where does your non-work work in the domestic environment start and stop? And where does work start and stop? So I think, you know, flexibility is, is definitely the sort of the the buzzword of the moment but it's knowing within what boundaries that operates I think to make sure that you don't reach that that level of burnout.
2: I would agree with that I mean you 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 get to a place don't you where and I feel it myself sometimes I've been back to back in meetings on Zoom all day or on Teams and I I can barely function let alone feed my kids you know and and that is that that kind of fatigue it doesn't help you to make good decisions, right? It isn't healthy. But then you have to be really disciplined to cut that out and to put time in your day that is for something else. And there might be a feeling of guilt that I sometimes have, which is, oh, I'm just having a little walk around my garden rather than answering those 100 emails that I've got. And if anybody's good at guilt, it's women, right? So we just (laughs) tend to be very much focused on on that. So I think you're right, there is a blur. Um, It does require a level of discipline, in in managing your boundaries um, and
3: and being slightly pig-headed, I think actually remembering that you're an individual as well and you're not the bottom of the pile, which I think is is a natural female thing to do. You sort of put put everybody else first. I, I remember I when I was sort of had young children and um, in that exhausted phase, I used to go home over a big bridge and I went up the bridge in work mode and down the bridge in home mode, and I really used that as a barrier. And I think I think we almost, as Haley said that blurring has has increased as we do that working from home so actually having separation is really important
1: yeah that decompression when you were traveling yes that time to you know move from work mode and I think we we maybe you know some people have learned to do that really well but I can imagine a lot of people have found that hard because your commute's been from one room maybe to another with your uh, children popping in during the time you're working, yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely. But just speaking up on your, you know, we beat, our, you know, we beat ourselves up quite a bit. But sometimes I kind of worry that it's, it feels like it, we ha- we're the ones that have to change. So we're the ones who have to say, oh, I, you know, actually, you know, there's, it's everybody around as well in terms of the expectation. Um, and I think those are the conversations to be out out there more. Some of the biases that. Maybe expect that it's the the majority of the burden falls falls to the woman naturally. Yes,
3: and actually saying I'm not doing this because I'm doing that is is and very very often it's us who are going. Oh gosh, I can't say that because it's it you know it looks bad, and everybody goes that's actually fine. Off you go. <laughs> it is. It's that guilt feeling. It's Angie said. Um. So I guess it, you know if
0: we we think about what we what the key messages in the study, and I. I think we're all saying that there's a huge amount of read-across to the UK and actually what we know about the utility sector. How do we think that one is supporting the the issues raised here that women quite often struggle with and um, you know, generally trying to address some of the themes that have been picked up in this study?
1: I think that the start is just having a network, a place to go to. When we were able to meet face to face, everybody used to, you know, refer to it as being a safe place to meet other women, yeah. and I think, I think that's really important. And, and then, secondly, I'd say probably the mentoring. Um, everybody I speak to, or partners, or organisations that are interested in collaborating with us, the mentoring is something people really, really, you know, they kind of that's amazing. What you're doing is 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 really great because you're giving women an opportunity to to talk to other women in the same sector maybe experiencing the same challenges so it's that you know sort of um comrades in arms type thing I kind of get you I I understand it and I I think um yeah that mentoring is probably a key thing and I'd I'd love to see that grow and do more with it
2: and (laughs) I quite liked it sorry Joe. in the um in the in the in the document they call it allies I and which is which is our mentoring isn't it we've got allies how do we get more allies through the one program well it is each other, and actually, we probably need some male allies to join our gang at some point. But we've got that opportunity to um, help address a few things. One is give give the women extra experience and understanding of the energy sector that they're in, and then the ammunition to be both themselves and you know forthright in what they want without feeling apologetic for it. And I think some of the some of the um, events and things that we've put on over the last year and plan to do this year and very much focusing on those things which I think are really important.
3: Yeah. The, the other bit I really like and it's only because I was listening to one this afternoon is actually it's our podcast series and and the career stories um, I think are so important for people to hear that actually they're not they're not alone we, we've all been through similar challenges we're all you know we've all um achieved different things but actually some of the messages hearing them from real people um, Mm. and hearing real stories and actually success stories and you know what women are proud of is is incredibly powerful I think I,
0: (laughs) I think at the moment there's probably quite a lot of unease an and nervousness anxiety for many females because you know having adopted very 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 flexible ways of working over the last two years because of the pandemic there's going to inevitably be a slight rebalance back to presence in the office to you know change to more more kind of expectation for travel etc cetera, etc cetera. and I think that there's many females particularly, and all polling shows that um you know flexible working benefits uh females more than males, and that females uh are, are have a stronger preference to it. And I think that there's going to need to be um support for women, particularly in our sector, to ensure that the changes that have been positive for them in the workplace uh, are maintained you know and they and they have the guidance support mentoring whatever it is of their network and their you know colleagues their friends to help them with this help them have the resilience to 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 um you know to influence the change rather than just give up or get burned out or feel it's not for them you know this is so important in our sector because it isn't one of one that's known for you know pioneering change or <laughs> modern approaches to management or leadership but as as we see women often do lead it and have to you know continue to influence it for the better in all kinds of ways to to create more inclusive organizations so I think that one really you know for for this year and beyond ha- has to enable our members to ensure that that we're all equipped to um, influence our organisations to be more inclusive going forward so that we improve these woeful statistics of women <laughs> in the workforce.
3: Absolutely. I think just going back to that broken rung that we were talking about right at the beginning, um, what one does is is offer alternatives to you know what your current job is, what you're where you're currently sitting, and actually by you know promoting particular jobs from our partners, but also you know just getting people to talk to each other in different organizations, it, it gives women roots through and gives women sort of root roots to something that does suit them if, if what they're in currently doesn't suit them, but still within the sector.
1: Yeah, and don't be afraid, I'd say don't be afraid to ask for help. That's the one thing that came out of the podcast for me as well um we're quite good at trying to survive on our own and <laughs> you know what we're offering it, it one is that network and that and you know I think if you're you know to help whether it's with talking through flexibility talking through influence you know whatever it is don't be afraid to ask for help
2: well and that on that I just know how much support I've had from you guys over the years you know it's super important I think to it's have all around isn't it
3: yeah
2: <laughs> it's absolutely essential.
0: No woman is an island, Dungie. <laughs> no, <laughs> quite right.
3: <laughs> Even if you're stuck in the same room for two years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, so I guess for people who haven't read this study or, or accessed it, if you go onto Google, type McKinsey Women in the Workplace, you'll be able to go onto the right page that has this and and previous year studies. Also, to for people who are listening to podcasts and want to perhaps listen to some some the insights from the study rather than read it go on to the mckinsey podcast channel and there's an episode uh called the state of burnout for women in the workplace which is basically a synopsis of the of the study focusing on the burnout theme which is uh yeah something particularly worrying any final messages from the founders
1: I think I just sit with mine, um, ask for help. I, th- I think that's, uh, you know, there's there's so many people out there that have been through a similar experience or share the same thing. So, you know, uh, and there's often, you know, I, I, my my thinking was not trying to find my own way out of things, but to find somebody who'd already been there and and copy it, <laughs> and, you know, so what? why try and, uh, you know, fight a challenge that somebody else has already done so yeah I'd say you know reach out talk to people in the network
3: Good I think advice. I'll just repeat my normal mantra which is be brave and it's it's the it's the opposite side of Haley. actually it's it's you know put yourself out there um and, and be be surprised at your own success because it, it feeds on itself
2: and I would just say that Ian um we we like chatting about stuff, don't we? So, um, if there's a topic that we think needs like a good old review, um, I think our members should um, let us know what they might be, so that we can talk about some other issues. And, then, and thank you for listening to it. Yeah,
1: good idea, Angie.
2: Well done.
0: Okay, thanks very much. Good chat. I'll look forward to our next one. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye
3: to our listeners for tuning into this episode and if you have enjoyed it please don't forget to hit subscribe or like on your podcast app of choice we'll be back soon with some more amazing speakers sharing their insights and experience so stay tuned and spread the word